Well, it's what he didn't say. That's where we're going to start off today. It's what he didn't say. Welcome to the program, the Bill Michael Show. Uh, on the air today, uh, combine taking place down in uh, Indianapolis, down at Lucas Oil Stadium, and it's what he didn't say, and I think that's the most compelling. Welcome to the program, 877-867-1670. The phone number to get a hold of us, if you want to hit us up on Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. Facebook fan page, you can watch the show, facebook.com slash The Bill Michael Show, same thing on YouTube. Simply Bill Michaels Show on YouTube, Twitch TV. Also, uh, email the program, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. Everything's over at the website, thebillmichaels.com. And uh, we're going to hear from uh, Mike Clements coming up here in a little bit. we got Todd Rosiak out in Arizona covering the Milwaukee Brewers. He's going to join us about an hour from now. But And then Major League Baseball, we'll talk with Todd about this. And it's kind of got pushed to the back burner. But the MLBPA basically gave the middle finger to the fans. And I don't know if you heard it. I don't know if you read it. I don't know if you saw it, but we're going to talk about that as well. But today, it's what we were hoping for. Brian Gutekunst, uh, we told you yesterday, Mike Clemens got invited to the Breakfast with Goody. And only certain Milwaukee, uh, or I shouldn't say Milwaukee, only uh, Wisconsin media members are allowed into this. Rob Demosky was one of them who tweeted a bunch of stuff out earlier. And uh, then Mike Clemens was there. Brian Gutekunst, I want you to listen before we do anything else. Brian Gutekunst at the podium talking with Wisconsin Media. Take a listen to what he had to say. The update on the Aaron Rodgers situation and what you see in the near future on the Aaron Rodgers situation. Yeah, really no updates. You know, again, I think uh, like I was talking earlier, um, haven't had the conversations that we need to have yet. So really, really no update. Um, but looking forward here to being an ND and, and, and look at these prospects and trying to help this football team. Who initiates when those conversations will take place? Yeah, there's been some contact back and forth. Um, obviously, he's, he's had some things on his plate, uh, but hopefully those things will happen soon. Do you want him back as the quarterback? Effect? Yeah, I think you know th- those discussions have to happen and making sure that it's the right fit. But um, obviously, we know the kind of player that Aaron is. And um, you know, once we have those conversations, we'll, we'll be able to move forward. We'll have more to say. You sat down with Aaron at the end of the season. I mean, what was that talk like? After it was a great conversation. It was really just about the season and kind of the things that uh, that happened that uh, went right, went wrong, and um, just more more about the season than it was anything moving forward. After you, the uh, season when you had your press conference, I think it was 18, the first 18 questions were about Aaron or the quarterback position. Today, <laughs> I think it's 22. <laughs> Here we are talking about this. Do you have fatigue about this in the offseason, the quarterback situation? No, I think it's it's part of my job, you know. So, and this is obviously a big topic that uh, our fans and, and people want to know about. So, it's um, it really, you know, at the same time, certainly there'll be other discussions we'd love to have, but um, it, it doesn't fatigue me. It's just um, uh, it's been pretty constant for a long time now. As you go through the calculus of this decision, uh, the two factors of last season being disappointing and Jordan being, as in your words, ready to play. How much do those two things weigh into your decision? I think everything's a part of it, you know. Um, I think we're constantly evaluating where we are as a football team and what's best for the Green Bay Packers. I mean, those are daily conversations. So, um, again, um, we'll move forward and have conversations um, as we go, and, and there'll be a, a point, obviously, yeah, you know, here soon where we're going to have to make some decisions and move forward. How does uh, the, the weighing on the decision from Aaron, how does it affect your process and kind of maybe delay you in how, I guess, how you 
You know, it's really, we're going forward as usual. You know, we've gone through our free agency meetings or our draft process. Um, so we're, we're, you know, continuing to move forward, evaluating and getting ready to build, you know, this football team. And um, so really, I don't think it's, um, it's really any different than, than any other year. Is this a hypothetical or is Jordan Love ready to be an NFL starting quarterback? Yeah, I think he's ready to play. And I think he's ready to be an NFL starting quarterback. Um, he's, He's worked really hard. He's shown a lot of progression. Uh, I know he's really eager um, to have that, and I think that's the next step in his progression is is to play. Do you have like on your legal pad two scenarios: <laughs> one, Aaron is back, this, and then we keep these guys, or one he's not, and you make different decisions? No, I don't think so. I think um, I mean obviously, um, you know, he's a big part. If he comes back, he's a big part of what we're doing. Um, but at the same time, I don't think that will really change um, the roster much. Yeah, uh, I, re I really take our conversations and what what he gives me, you know, from him, you know, as, as I don't really uh, try to speculate too much. Um, I know it's it's a big topic out there, but for me, it's when we have our discussions, um, I kind of take that for what it is and, and, and don't go too far beyond that. With uh, Matt and the coaching staff not here, how is it different? Um, I think really I was, I was touching on it earlier. I think the um, – the biggest thing is just the informal interviews. Everything else pretty much remains the same. Our coaches handled a lot of the informal interviews um, down in it's kind of a pit area where all the teams are, are together. We have 45 formal interviews uh, that stay the same, uh, but the informal interviews is what the assistant coaches really handled. They will do those by Zoom now, um, and our, um, our scouting staff has been down in the informal area uh, meeting with players. So in some ways, we're actually able to accomplish more, um, you know, touch points with these players um, so um, you know it's it's different but it's something we've talked about a little bit since 2020 when COVID was here and we did, really didn't have the the same structure you haven't come off many losing seasons in your time with the Green Bay Packers what is it like to do that and how quickly do you switch to all right we're moving ahead yeah I, mean, I think regardless of the the outcome of the season you know we switch pretty quick into into moving forward um, certainly last season was frustrating. It wasn't what we all um, anticipated or wanted. Um, but um, every year, no matter the, the outcome, um, we move pretty quickly into the, into the next season and moving forward. How active can you be in free agency? I, I think we're going to go through our normal process. Um, you know, our resources aren't um, like some other teams. But um, we do feel that if there's areas you know, to improve our team and opportunities arise, we'll be ready. Restructuring a guy like Aaron Jones, how does having him in the backfield kind of help no matter who your yeah. quarterback is, but especially if you have a young quarterback? Yeah, I mean, Aaron is such a dynamic football player. Um, you know, having him back there, not only in the run game, but in the, in the pass game as well, uh, his experience and explosiveness um, just, I think, you know, puts, you know, puts our team in the best you know, spot to take advantage of, of his skill set. And I just think, um, you know, we were really appreciative of being able to keep him around. Yeah, I mean, early early on here, it's, you know, some of the, this media stuff. We had some interviews last night, which were, were, went really well. It's always really good to sit face to face with these guys and get to know them. So these first few days, it's really more about the interviews and, and talking to, talking to some agents. Um, and then once we get into the on field portion, it's obviously where I want to be most of the time and uh, what I'm looking forward to. So um, the biggest thing that we get out of this, obviously, is the medical. Um, but um, the on-field stuff and the, and the meeting the players is, is really how I spend my time this week.
when you get to a league like this, do you kind of look at, I want to look at this group of guys or these specific guys, or do you just kind of want to see everybody that you can? I'd like to see everybody I can, but we've, we've just got through, you know, a little over two weeks of draft meetings. So, um, you know, there are certain things that come out of those meetings that kind of focus us in certain areas and certain players. Um, when we come out of those meetings, we kind of have an idea of what we need. We, we, maybe we don't have the whole picture on certain players. So we're trying to, to finish that uh, while we're here. It doesn't always happen. Um, but that's kind of, you know, the, our process is like there's some unanswered questions we might need to answer. If we can get them answered here, we'd certainly like to, to be able to do that. Defensively, when you lost Rashawn Gary, how much did that hurt your pass rush? And then on secondary wise, you know, you lost Jerry Gray as a secondary coach. Mm-hmm. Talk about the changes on defense that way. Yeah, certainly with Rashawn, I think whenever you lose a player of that caliber, especially a pass rusher, it changes kind of how you're going to do things on defense. I thought the staff and the team did a nice job of kind of just adjusting and doing different things, but it does. It takes it takes uh, um, some stress, put some stress in other areas. Um, but I thought we did a nice job of of um, making up for that. But you can't replace a guy like Rashawn Gary when he when he goes out. Um, you know, uh, tough to see good coaches like Jerry Gray go. Um, a good opportunity for him in Atlanta. Um, but um, but really confident in our staff and Matt and how he goes about that to, to replace that. And um, um, sometimes when you get uh, new blood and, and new ideas and, and different people in the building, that can be a positive too. A couple more guys. Brian, aside from the quarterback position, whoever is your starting quarterback, who are the leaders on this team? Do you look mm-hmm. at some of those guys and who would they be in that group? Yeah, I think you know every year there's opportunity for leaders to emerge. You know, And I think we have some young players that uh, – um, are really stepping into that. You know, offensively, you got guys like, you know, Elton Jenkins, you know, stepping into that role. Uh, Aaron Jones has been a leader for us, but I think, you know, that'll grow, you know, as, as, as um, this year comes around. Um, so there's always opportunities. You know, defensively, Jair Alexander, I think, is a guy that, you know, now he's kind of into that second contract and he's a veteran player. Um, and I think there's opportunity for him to grow as a leader. Um, you know, Devondre Campbell and Coy Walker, those two inside backers, that's always an important part for those guys to lead. So Kenny Clark as well. So I think there's opportunities uh, every year's a different year and new leaders step up. Um, it's exceptionally important. And uh, I think Matt and his staff do a really good job of kind of fostering an environment for, for those guys to step up. In your session here a few minutes ago, you basically endorsed Mason. Can you talk for this venue about where you see him? He is the all-time leading scorer in Packers mm-hmm. history, but you have to deal with it today. But it sounds like you're confident that he's still the guy. I think he's got the, the all the ability in the world to keep kicking in this league. And like I said, I think coming off that injury, you know, that, that set him back a little bit, and he fought through it. Got to give him a lot of credit for that. Um, you know, as far as whether he'll be back with us, we'll, we'll, we'll work through that. We got a lot of things to work through over the next few weeks. Um, but Mason obviously been in, has been an all-time great here, um, and uh, I think he's got a lot left in the tank. Thanks Good. Yeah. Thanks. Enjoy Indy and be safe going back. There you go. That's Brian Gudikins. We'll hear his conversation with the national media coming up here in just a little bit. We're also going to talk with Mike Clemens coming up at the bottom of the hour. But uh, what I had said earlier today when I said, man, it sounds like they're moving on, uh, it's what's not said. It's it's what's not said. It, he he. In the past, Brian Gutekind has said, "Absolutely, we want Aaron back. Absolutely, we want to. You know, we when, when he's ready to come back. You know, he, he's he said that. They've been emphatic about it. Now, well, we'll have those conversations. Uh, we haven't heard from, which I still find, um, a little crazy that they have not talked. You know, he said he's had a few conversations with him." And like I said, now it doesn't have to be done the way that I stated it, but basically it was like you you do your thing, you go away for a month, month and a half, 
and then I'm coming out to see you. And then sit down and say, are you all in, yes or no? Uh, he was supposed to emerge with some kind of guidance, is, you know, whatever the specific words were from Aaron Rodgers, but he was supposed to emerge from the, the darkness, so to speak, and have uh, an answer. And uh, I know there's still another, what, week and a half left, a couple of weeks left before free agency technically begins. Uh, but I, you know, now again, we're not, we're not, Rodgers is not going to make an announcement on McAfee. He's not going to walk on the show and go, by the way, I'm, I'm back. I mean, probably going to let this process play out. So now we're talking about another week here, which I understand the, you know, the fatigue factor via fans, uh, because we felt it for quite some time. But Gudikins was emphatic in saying Jordan Love is ready to play. He's ready to be a starter in this league. Now, some will say he's saying that to say to other teams, absolutely, he's on the trade block. I, I don't think I read it that way. And you know me, man. I've been the guy that said all along that if you listen to what Brian Gudikins says and doesn't say, it sure sounds to me like maybe they want to run it back again with Aaron Rodgers. And others have said no, no, no. In this particular case, when he came out, it was, well, we haven't talked to him very much. Um, you know, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Um, it, it, you know, do you want to see Aaron back? Well, we got to do what's best for the Green Bay Packers. I mean, he said that a couple of times. And, you know, what's best for the Green Bay Packers, financially speaking, is moving on, is sucking it up for a year and then moving on and breaking the chains of the salary cap restraints. He did talk about the the futures of guys like uh, Kenny Clark and, and David Bakhtiari and, you know, even addressed Mason Crosby somewhat. He felt that Mason Crosby still got a lot left in the tank is what he said. So you kind of get the feeling that maybe if there's not a better kicker out there when it comes to field goals, that Mason Crosby will be the guy uh, in Green Bay because he's been there, he's done that, and, and kicking in that climate versus others is a lot different. And so anyway, it just seemed like there was a lot of, uh, ambiguity to some of the things that he had to say about certain players, but he kind of leaned in one direction over the other. With Aaron Rodgers, there was no, we want him back. You know, you know, well, you know, he did say he's a tremendous player and a tremendous asset, but he didn't say, like he said in the past, where we, we want Aaron Rodgers back. No, we, as soon as he makes his mind up and he's ready to play, we're hope he come, we hope he comes back. He didn't say any of that. He didn't say none of that, man. Um... Now, I, I, you know, again, uh, for those that are saying, well, Rodgers could be retiring, I don't think Rodgers – if Rodgers walks away from the game to just walk away from the game, he's doing it because I think everybody said he would never do it. <laughs> you know, it's almost to spite people. I can't imagine you put the, your money where your mouth is and sign that kind of a contract only to then turn around and walk away and in some way, shape, or form kind of, you know, handicap your team a little bit. Um, but, but who knows? Who knows what's going through Rogers' head? And again, I still find it um, just uh, unbelievable that he still has not contacted the Green Bay Packers. I, I just I, I find that somewhat head scratching. So uh, anyway, that being said, let's uh, let's go ahead and take a quick break. We'll come back. We got a lot to get to. Give me your thoughts because what I'm going to do is I'm going to take your calls and take what's being commented on uh, emails, everything over on Facebook, everything over on the uh, live stream, all of that. We're going to talk about all of that. I'll get all your comments. And then Mike Clemens, who was there, and asked Goody a few questions in that tête-à-tête with the Wisconsin media with Goody. Mike Clemens is going to join us bottom of the hour. We're going to talk with him about what he saw, how he heard it, what he thought, you know, kind of looking in Goody's eyes, uh, you know, what, what, what was really going on there, what he thinks was really going on there. So, um, you know, uh, it, it, it's, 
it's it's uh, it's interesting. Now, I do know when he got into the discussion about um, he was talking about future leaders. He talked about Aaron, but he also talked about Aaron like this past season. Aaron was a very vocal leader, more more leading than he ever has been. And then got into Elton Jenkins. He talked about Bakhtiari. And so maybe that's an indicator that he's kind of still leaning towards the possibility of keeping the band together. But it just, he was more distant from Rodgers this time in this press conference than I think I've ever heard him. And I, I found that uh, I found that rather intriguing. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step out, take a quick break. We've got a whole lot more to get to. Hey, our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin reminding you, today's it. you got to make the phone call. You know why? Because if you want 0% interest for 48 months, they, that's supposed to end today. Uh, they said the end of the month. That's it. So even if you don't have it uh, on the books, as far as your windows have already been measured and you're scheduled and you're ready to go, you can get the in-home consultation. You can set it up right now, and still they can press it out. They can get it for you. So don't forget about our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. I know the rain has stopped. I know the wind is not blowing today, but you know what it's like when it's cold. You can hear it coming in through the windows, howling a little bit, what room feels colder than the other, all that kind of stuff. They can do interior, exterior, make the house more beautiful, more valuable, and they have a variety of different selections from vinyl to impervia to wood. I mean, you name it, they've got it. Plenty of innovations to go along with it, and they are hands down the best and the choice by Wisconsin homeowners. Go to Pella, P-E-L-L-A, PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Everywhere you look, from groceries to utilities to gas, prices keep going up. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin can dramatically help lower your energy costs year-round by replacing drafty windows and doors in as little as six weeks. And now you can save even more by taking advantage of 0% interest for up to 48 months when you lock in your prices by February 28th. I'm Gina Della from Pella. Bring the love of Wisconsin's outdoors in through the beauty and quality craftsmanship of Pella Windows and Doors. Whether you're updating or upgrading the look and comfort of your home, Pella has extensive lines of customizable options to meet your needs and your budget, no matter the season. Replacing drafty windows and doors can dramatically lower your energy costs. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin offers some of the most energy efficient windows in the industry, designed to keep the cold outside where it belongs. Lock in your prices by February 28th and get 0% interest for up to 48 months. Visit PellaWI.com. Our friends at Burn Pit Barbecue continuing to grow. They're out and about. They're doing a lot of the different uh, home shows. Sports show, as a matter of fact. So if you're going to the sports show, look for Burn Pit Barbecue. At the sports show, uh, the guys are going to be there. Go to burnpitbbq.com. I dropped off a case uh, of the uh, – or not a case. I got a case, and I dropped off some of the barbecue sauce with a friend of mine, and they got back to me. They're like, oh, so good, so good. So if you are a griller of any type, uh, this is fantastic stuff. Or if you just like to make you know, different dishes with rubs in it and hot sauces and different uh, barbecue sauces, go to Burn Pit, burnpitbbq.com. They are, uh, by the way, veteran-owned. Veteran-owned. So, again, go to burnpitbbq.com. Again, that's burnpitbbq.com. Uh, let's do this. Uh, we got our guy, Mike Clemens, who is on the line with us right now. Michael, how you doing? 
Pretty good. Live from Indy here at the Indiana Convention Center for the NFL Scouting Combine. So you were there. Uh, give me your thoughts as to when you, you know, not only talk about Aaron Rodgers and Gutekinds, but when you look into his eyes. We got into a private room this morning about 8 o'clock local time, and Brian came in and was, you know, in a pretty good mood and brought a bottle of water, and we sat around a big table, and we talked for almost an hour. And at the end of the session, then we uh, stood up and got the cameras out and took about seven or eight questions to talk about, you know, the, the main topics. Uh, but um, I, obviously you, you have to start in that meeting with what's the latest on Aaron. And Aaron Rodgers has not been in constant contact with him in the last couple of weeks, maybe a few texts back and forth. They had their end-of-season meetings. Uh, and, you know, Aaron Rodgers is what he is. It's still a tremendous quarterback. But I today, it's uh, you know what what's going to make the difference here? Well, he's still got to make his decision. But it's like when if he makes his decision and he wants to come back, then we're going to have to sit down and see if it's a good fit. Okay, this is a guy you've been working with for eighteen years. Right. Now it's we need to see if it's a good fit. And then the next question is, all right. What about Jordan? He's going into year four. Yes, the Packers have heard from Jordan's agent. Russ Ball probably takes you know calls every other week from Jordan Love's agent saying, what's going on? When is my guy going to get to play? And even in front of the national media later on today, uh, Brian Gutekind said, you know, Jordan Love, we just, he, he's ready to play now. He just needs time to play. That's what's next for him. But a quote that from that meeting, Bill, was he said, Jordan Love is ready to be a starting NFL quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's like I've said all along. It's it's. I didn't hear any of the, hey, when Aaron's ready to come back, we want him back. Uh, we welcome him back. I, I didn't hear any of that like we've heard in the past. Today it was all about being very distant, very analytical. What's best for the organization, I think I, he said two or three different times. Uh, and you don't know if he means what's best for winning a Super Bowl or what's best for financial aspects of this team or just the overall roster moving forward. Uh, he seemed very distant uh, at this point. And I, I, quite frankly, Mike, I was a little surprised he's only talked to Aaron a couple of times. You know, I guess that's up to Aaron. You know, and then they want to let Aaron have his time. I will tell you there was a private moment, just kind of kidding around, like someone said to Goody, um, so would you ever lock yourself in a dark room for four days? He goes, what do you think we'd do before the draft? Look <laughs> at all the tape right. we look at. And then he looked at us and said, how much do you think that costs? You know, just, just, just being a guy, you know, like how much is he spending for these four-day exotic, you know, darkness retreats and that kind of thing? Um, but uh, one other thing, I, well, first of all, let's get to the roster, okay? I mean, it's pretty much the same positioning, Bill, as the – nearly one-hour press conference that Goodykins did with us after a season where they didn't make it to the playoffs, and that is on the table, Mercedes Lewis, Randall Cobb, uh, Mason Crosby, those guys, if they're back, it depends on if 12 is back, if that's something that they have to negotiate with him. Maybe the team has to say, look, here's where we want to move forward with the roster. Are you okay with that? Uh, you know, so I think that's what he means by a good fit. Uh, but, you know, Brian Gutekinds is at a point where it's like, I made that decision three years ago. 
for this moment in time. We've we've been training a, a talented athlete at quarterback for three years, and my job is done. I have I have an option at quarterback if number twelve wants to retire. I thought it was interesting that when he was asked point blank in our private session, you know, is, is Alan Lazard moving on? He said, not necessarily, not necessarily. Does that mean that when he talks about Elton Jenkins, he talks about David Bakhtiari, he talks about Mason Crosby in the same sentence with Alan Lazard and then obviously Aaron Rodgers and waiting his decision. Do you think this is some consideration for the guys that Aaron said he would love to end his career with or continue to play with? Yeah, let me separate that, okay? Because, uh, you know, whatever Aaron's going to say about, you know, demanding these players, veteran players, good teammates, guys that have been in game situations, etc. Let me let me push that aside and just say this. I said to Goody in the private session, tell me, tell me what happened to the offense, you know? And, you know, you had some injuries at a wide receiver. Christian Watson came on later in the season. And so he'll talk about Christian, like smart kid, proved a lot. There's a lot of other kids that could have gone through as horrible a start to a rookie season with knee surgery and hamstrings and dropping passes on the opener and all that kind of stuff. And look how that kid bounced back in the second half of the season. He's a real downfield threat for them going into year two. But he talked about the offensive line. And he talked about how long it took for Elton Jenkins to get back into his rhythm at left guard. And then how it took Bakhtiari just to get into his rhythm during the mm-hmm. week of practice. But he, he was emphatic that once Bakhtiari got going by December, he's still one of the best in the league. So I think they, they want Bakhtiari back, whether he's the left tackle for Aaron Rodgers or Jordan Love. I agree. I, I thought when he said at the end of the season press conference that he, he alluded to the fact that good left tackles are hard to find, and he said the exact same thing. He thought that when David played, he said, he played at his Pro Bowl level. And he said, remember, those guys, those good left tackles are hard to find. So for the adjustment of $6 million, it's like you don't want to lose a really good left tackle over $6 million bucks. You You want to make sure that you've got that side protected. And let's be honest, if they lose Bakhtiari, then Yash Nyman most likely would go back to the left tackle unless they find somebody else that's ready to go. And they still would then have to find a tackle at this point in time. And now you have to find depth or you're just searching for a right tackle. And your line is pretty much solidified. That's one thing you don't have to majorly worry about right now, right? Right. And don't forget how Zach Tom came on. I don't know if Zach is a long-term uh, left tackles. Matter of fact, Gutekind's even brought up in the meeting today in a private session, unsolicited. He said, "I really thought Zach Tom could have been a, a, a candidate at center when we drafted him, but man, you know, he just blew us away with what he did at left guard, what he did at left tackle." Uh, and I, I even talked about that too, Bill. Remember last summer, I said, "My God, the first week of training camp with pads on, and they're putting Rashawn Gary up against this rookie." And his footwork is almost, almost as good as Bakhtiari. And that's mm-hmm. the way it played out. That kid did really well. So here's another question. You, just to kind of, when, when Gutekinds talks about where this team is at and where they're going, because there's some people who say, man, they've got so many big contracts. They've got an awful lot of guys on this roster now, 16, 17 of them. They're minimum wage guys. I mean, how good of a balance can you expect from that team? And so I thought the, the good question you heard during that public session when the cameras and microphones were up was, you know, who do you see as leaders on this team? And when he talked about offense, 
first name out of his mouth, Elton Jenkins. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, here's that guy who's stepping up in that locker room. You know, and, and then Aaron Jones. He says, you know, he's glad that they restructured and secured Aaron Jones because of everything he does for that team and how he could probably, you know, back up Jordan Love. And then he switched right to the defense and talked about the leadership of Jair Alexander, Devondre Campbell, Quay Walker, he calls a leader, you know, after that rookie season, and still Kenny Clark. So, you know, he's not throwing out Adrian Amos's name. He's talking about Darnell Savage, could, you know, Sav, as he called him, you know, could still play a nickel. Maybe Rashawn uh, uh, or maybe Rasul Douglas could move back to a safety spot if they move on from Adrian Amos. But those are the leaders. Here's one other question I asked. I said, let's talk about your defense. Because week one, you lose to the Vikings, and he cut me off and laughed and said, and the season was over with, right? <laughs> I said, right, well, right. it didn't look good. But I said, you know, listen, I'll be honest. Jair and some of the defensive backs were pretty open with us in the locker room. They were not happy with what Joe Barry was doing at the start of the season with coverage. And he nodded like, right, right. I said, then, then you lose Rashawn Gary. I said, so how come – how come Jerry Gray, secondary coach, which all these guys love, these DBs loved, is now no longer in Green Bay? You got some guy named Greg Williams taking over. So you know what he said? He said, "Look, he said it's clear that we needed to make adjustments so that a player like Jair, you know, can can be utilized the most." So that's a little bit of a shot at Joe Barry with his zone. Like you've got to put Jair on premier right. receivers like a Justin Jefferson. But he said, "You know what? A good defense starts with a good pass rush." And when Rashawn Gary went down midseason, that really hurt the defense. They had to do all kinds of reshuffling, and it's probably a need that they're going to have to. He's a thought the rookies, some of the guys they had to back up, did okay. But he really wants to stress that they've got to get a better pass rush going, and then we can talk about the secondary. And as for Jerry Gray, he said, hey, we hate to see a guy go, but he got a great opportunity with the Atlanta Falcons, which means he got a you know nice pay raise and right. living in Atlanta. And he said, as for this new secondary coach, Greg Williams says, always nice to get some fresh ideas. In other words, uh, Joe, Be- he, I'll tell you this, Mike, a time and again since the end of the season, he has distanced himself from Joe Barry. Basically yeah. to say, this is Matt LaFleur's decision, and if this doesn't work, it could take him down because that's a boat anchor they're hanging on to. You know, that's a good point, Bill. I mean, you're right about that. Now that you say that, I, I see what you're saying. I think that's... Yep, I think that's it, Matt. This is your call. This yeah. is your call. Yeah, I because no, I, I, I you're he right. alluded to the fact that the talent on the field was good enough to win, and that the defense didn't support the offense, and the offense didn't support the defense. Blah blah blah. And because that was something that you brought up at the end of the season, and he kind of said the same thing. He said, "Hey, you know, we support Matt." He never said we support Joe. He said we support Matt. So, in other words, and he talked about the talent on the field. We, th- we felt we had good enough talent to win. We felt we should have been a better defense. The talent dictated that. He kept talking about that as if to say, I drafted good guys. Don't blame me because this horse's ass decides to play 13 yards downfield on a third and two. So, I mean, yeah. I, I think that's when you talk about adjustments and fresh ideas. He keeps distancing himself from Joe Barry, and I don't blame him. So, quickly – Mason Crosby, it's like, hey, still a good kicker. Went through a lot of adversity with the knee surgery. We'll see how there's a lot of decisions to be made. I think that's related to Aaron Rodgers. They could possibly move on from Mason. 
you know, if Aaron Rodgers is not coming back. Uh, they've got two weeks now. They're waiting for Rodgers to make that decision before free agency starts two weeks from tomorrow, as a matter of fact. And a trade deadline or startup starts at 3 o'clock Wisconsin time on March 15. And the last thing is Matt LaFleur's not here. The entire coaching staff is not here. And why? Because you, you talk about and you hear during the draft these guys say, yeah, we talked to that player at Combine or whatever during the interview, and we like this about him. We, we found out about this about that about him. And the fact is they said that, you know, going back to 2020 and the Combine that was shut down and everything had to be on Zoom, the team found other ways to interview these guys. And so the fact is the scouting department, Brian and his guys will do all the questions. If LaFleur, I was asked to, an official if LaFleur wants to jump into a Zoom and ask a kid this week a question, he can. But the fact is, after this week, they will also have more Zoom calls with as many as, I think, 40 different players this spring where these position coaches can talk more one-on-one with some of the guys that they might be interested come draft time. But a, more, a lot more teams have sent their coaches home for some of those reasons because of Zoom calls. <laughs> and there's some teams there's some teams that say, you know what? Our coaches get they after after the sessions they go across the hall there or across the street to St. Elmo's or to the bars and they start drinking and then they start telling stories and then start giving right. away team secrets and we don't want our our coaches are a bunch of blabbermouths so we don't want them in India anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, great stuff. Uh, if anything pops up, you hear anything, you get uh, back in touch with us and we'll uh, we'll reconvene. Okay. Hundred percent, Bill. Thank you, pal. All right, buddy. Uh, great coverage. Our guy Mike Clemens, uh, Clemens on the ground down there in Indianapolis. You don't get it anywhere better than right here uh, on the network when it comes to uh, when it comes to that kind of coverage. He's fantastic, and uh, a lot more to get to. We got a lot of reaction pouring in as well. And uh, if you want to give us a shout, you can eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Good to have you. The Bill Michael Show. Continuing on. Don't forget about our friends over there at Quick Trip, which is a fantastic Wisconsin-based company. And not only are they hiring and looking for terrific pe- people and team leaders and such, but also a terrific place to visit. And uh, I'll go there almost every day, as a matter of fact. Almost every day, stopping into Quick Trip. It is just a, an awesome experience. It's a tremendous place. Bacon right now. They've got bacon, bacon, bacon. And if you are looking for some and you are looking, I mean, everybody loves bacon, depends on what you want to put it on, but everything from wrapping up fillets and scallops and all that kind of good stuff, you can wrap it around asparagus, I mean, or you can just have it for breakfast in the morning. Bacon is on special right now over at, uh, over at Quick Trip. And Limit 2, that's how good it is, but Limit 2. So stop in and uh, see uh, for yourself everything that our friends at Quick Trip have to offer. And don't forget, when you are there, make sure, make sure, you use uh, your quick rewards card. Really, really good stuff. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, please feel free. Go ahead and do so. Uh, give us a shout. We would love to hear from you. 877-867-1670. So uh, a lot of people chiming in regarding all of this stuff uh, from from Brian Gutekinst, uh and uh, discussing uh, Aaron Rodgers and such. And... Um, 
This one's from uh, Dennis, who said, uh, Goody wisely distra- uh, distancing himself from the incompetent Joe Barry. Goody also did the best to cover for LaFleur and for his poor decision to promote Steno and Butkus into the positions of failure. Uh, the offense dysfunctional. It regressed this past year. LaFleur replaced the experienced, highly successful Hackett with zero experience Steno, replaced highly successful Steno with zero experience Butkus. Uh, I believe Goody is, uh, would, would have done his best to prevent LaFleur from making some of these career-ending decisions, but he doesn't have the authority. Uh, no, he does. Uh, I'm, you know, look, if he, if he wants to say no, uh, he could go to Mark Murphy and say no. And he, believe me, he does. You act like Goody is nothing more than a general manager figurehead, and that's not true. That's, that is not true. Not true. Um, if, he's, uh, if he didn't do the Packers, uh, might be interviewing uh, – what? Okay, that's – Mark, I'm not going to go there. That's, that's real poor commentary on your part, to be honest with you. Uh, this one is uh, from – Jerry says, well, if they do move on from Aaron Rodgers, how much cap relief do we get if he retires versus being traded? Uh, it, not much. It's not like you're going to get you know a bunch of money back in return. Now, the benefit would be is if you decided to make a move after June 1st, but you, you, know, but you still have to pay him whatever's left via guaranteed money, and that's over $40 million. Um. Dave says uh, exactly what's best for the Green Bay Packers, not one player or two, the entire franchise, because there is no I in team. Uh, Oh, bringing up the old cliche of no I in team at this point. There you go. Uh, Keep waiting, and you too would have a good sword fight till summer camp. Talk about the drama queens. This is uh, from Tim, who says uh, Goody and Rodgers. Michael says, in my lifetime, we've had two Hall of Fame quarterbacks 30 years. Abs were two Super Bowl wins, three appearances total. The last 30 years is close to being a failure without actually being a failure because they got two rings. Are you kidding me? But honestly, pathetic uh, what they've turned out with quarterbacks that they've had. Um, Rita says he, Rogers is an old man. It's time to let him go, which that's not even close to being true. Uh, old in years when it comes to football years, but we just saw Tom Brady play until he's 45. Peyton Manning played until his 40s. Brett Favre played into his 40s. Drew Brees was pressing the pressing against 40. You know, you can play. And Rodgers is pretty much taking care of his body. He hasn't taken a lot of hits. He's been pretty good over the sea, over the years. Uh, I think he had a down year last year because I don't think he paid as much attention to his offseason core and, and leg conditioning as he should have. Uh, that was kind of alluded to. So... I think he'll come back uh, and play much, much better this year, depending on where he goes. Um, Mike says, I know what is not best for the Packers, and that is Jordan Love is their quarterback, um, which sparked another conversation. Uh, Jordan Love is ready. Did you see what he did against Philadelphia? Again, I, I look, I did. And I can come right back and say, did you see what he did against Kansas City? Did you see what he did against Detroit? Stop acting like two series in a in a game in which – Defense is playing back, and he had some nice passes. I'm not knocking the guy, but stop acting like nine passes is a career. It doesn't prove a damn thing. Um, the uh, Casey says, Rodgers all in maybe. Rodgers in Green Bay let's late summer. No, get out of here. Uh, Rodgers has all the power, shaking my head. Well, he does because of finances. 
Okay, you know, both both look, the Packers can do whatever they want. But you want to do what's smart. That's all. You don't want to just throw, you know, just trade them away and say, you know, money be damned. Because you can't just do that. You've got to come to an agreement. Uh, James says, I'm being negative. How is this being negative? Um, Dragon says, Goody's killed the Packers. He sucks. Go and pick up another quarterback. Puppet Goody, embarrassment to the loyal Packer fans. That's from Dragon. Wow, some of these people are just, I, man. Um, Tim just comes to the defense of Goody and says, look, at every tired of everybody drafting, uh, bashing his draft picks. Jair was a pro bowler. MBS uh, in the fifth. Rashawn Gary pro bowler. Elton Jenkins pro bowler. Jordan Love uh, book is still out. A.J. Dillon, Eric Stokes, Josh Myers, Quay Walker, Christian Watson, Romeo Dubs. Uh, well, but you also have to look at what's not here, and you've only got four players from the 2017-2018 or 18-19 draft. You, you, you didn't, you failed. And the, yeah, you can talk about MBS and EQ, but they're gone. They're not here. Um, so it goes on and on and on. Just people going going a little bit off the rails. Uh, let's do this. Stay tuned. We got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. One of the worst things that you can hear, you have cancer. The worst is when you hear the words, your child has cancer. When a child is diagnosed with cancer, it changes their world. Sometimes they can't even do things that they really love, like playing soccer, riding a bike, going to prom, attending school. Children with cancer spend a lot of time away from others. Time in the hospital, treatments, tired, nauseous, and they feel isolated. That's where Special Spaces Wisconsin steps in. They provide these children with a special space where they can not only sleep, but they can play, they can heal, they can spend time away from the challenges of their illness. It's a customized bedroom designed just for them. How about a princess castle or a pirate ship or a sports-themed bedroom? They transform that child's existing bedroom into a place that only he or she can imagine, a place for them just to be a kid. This effort is done with teams of dedicated volunteers and sponsors, just like our friends from Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin and all the community partners. If you'd like to find out more or to donate, go to specialspaces.org. That is specialspaces.org. They say the sky's the limit, but why stop there? This February at Pottawatomie Casino Hotel, you can reach for the stars. Each Thursday night, if the stars align, you can reach for a piece of 400000 in cash and prizes. Just play with your club card to earn entries three times on drawing days. Your win is written in the stars. Just play to find it. Only at Pottawatomie. Visit PaysBig.com stars for more. Must be 21 years old and a club member to play. February's ending, March is beginning, and so are some of the new goings-on down at Pottawatomie Hotel Casino. Go to PaysBig.com. That is PaysBig.com, whether it's heading into uh, the Dream Dance Steakhouse, if you're going in for some of the other restaurants, if you want to head down to the 360 bar, you just want to stay stay a night or two, uh, make it Pottawatomie Hotel Casino. Go to PaysBig.com. That is PaysBig.com. Coming up after the top of the hour, I do... Uh, we talked to Todd Rosiak yesterday and uh, got a hold of him. He's going to come on the show today, uh, coming up after the top of the hour. We're going to talk with Todd 
about the Milwaukee Brewers, who got yet another win yesterday, in case you weren't paying attention. Uh, I want to talk to him about that. I want to talk to him about the clocks. I want to talk to him about the ML, uh, MLBPA and the fact that they have basically uh, given an emphatic no. And we'll tell you what we're talking about when we come back after the top of the hour. That's coming up, and then we'll get back in to the uh, the Gudikins discussion from earlier today. Also, you were going to hear Brian Gudikins with the national media, not just the local. So you heard him earlier on the show to open the program up today with the local media. Then coming up, we're going to hear from the national side of things, the national media and the peppering of questions regarding the Aaron Rodgers situation. We'll get Goody's uh, reactions to all of that uh, as well. But uh, it's it's a, a rather interesting time right now because you were expecting somewhat of an emergence or at least hoping for even the Packers haven't heard from Rodgers. And Gudekinst seemed to distance himself from a lot of this. So basically saying we're going to do what's best for the Packers. He talked about that on numerous occasions today. We'll keep doing what's best for the Packers. Yes, Jordan Love's ready to go. We'll give Aaron his time. When Aaron makes his decision, we'll do what's best. You know, he didn't say we want him back. He didn't say we hope he comes back. We didn't say any, He didn't say any of that. He just kept saying we'll do what's best for the Packers. We'll do what's best for the Packers. And then the question then becomes, is that doing what's best for the Packers monetarily? Or is that doing what's best for the Packers in terms of winning a Super Bowl this year? So uh, we'll get back into that discussion coming up. Todd Rosiak of the Journal Sentinel covers the Milwaukee Brewers. He is going to be joining us coming up next. Stay tuned for that. we got a whole lot more of the Bill Michaels Show on a very busy, busy Tuesday. Stay tuned. We'll be back coming up right after this.